0: Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Cover Drive Collective Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host and friend Anand Samad. Hey Anand, today we review the excellent Lord's Test match between India and England. Uh, Just before we start, I think we owe it to everyone to just uh, show a little light on the Afghanistan situation. Um, As a podcast, as individuals as fans of Afghanistan cricket, we obviously our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Afghanistan at the moment and we just hope and pray for their safety and their well-being and in whatever way possible we will contribute and we will put the word out there on social media.
1: Yes yes hello Vaheist hello everyone and yes today we are going to talk about the we are going to give a review about the lodge test and yes Vashist and i hearts go out to all the afghanistan play, afghanistan people and uh, you know it's such a nice nation and it was growing properly it's very unfortunate to see what's going on right now and Afghanistan has got some really good quality players they have given to us like Rashid Khan. Okay, so yeah, prayers and uh, we are giving our best. So just pray for Afghanistan.
0: So Absolutely. let's
1: dive into the review of India versus England versus now.
0: Of course, on a much lighter note, Anand, India triumphed over lords in what was a nail-biting five days. Um, After day one, I thought it was in India's favor. After day two, I thought it was in England's favor. And then there were early wickets there were quick runs i think it was a roller coaster of a match to begin with anand let's talk about the pitch and the conditions that the match was in so shed a little light on this please
1: okay so as usual everyone thought it was going to be a green top wicket but it had nothing for the fast bowlers okay even though on the day one england won the toss and chose to bowl okay but uh, even though there were overcast conditions the pitch ha- hardly had nothing to offer Okay, I mean, the first forty-five one-hour belonged to the bowlers, and then it all remained. Then it all went to the batsmen. I mean, we could see how KL Rahul and Rohit Sharma played. Okay, in the first innings, so that clearly shows. Uh, it had only that half hour, forty minutes because of the overcast conditions. It went to the bowlers. Then it was for the batsmen, and then as play progressed uh, and as sun came out, okay, it hardly had anything for the bowlers. Okay, we score we saw a score of 364 we saw a score of 391 okay I mean uh, both the side both the sides bowlers you know gave their heart and soul to take wickets that's because it had hardly anything nothing to offer even batting wasn't that easy yes it was coming onto the bat a little much better than trend bridge but uh, it it still had uh, very less for the batsman too okay it was not easy to bad i mean it was stopping and turning a bit also as we saw as the game progressed so overall it was a slow pitch and uh, yes it was it had a, we we saw a great contest between bat and ball i mean that's what test cricket is all about right varishth
0: absolutely and anand i think you brought up a very interesting point of it being more of a batsman's pitch than a bowler's pitch except for day 1 anand do you remember how tough the conditions were on day one. I think it was the cloud cover was heavy and we lost the toss and we went straight to bat first. But credit to our openers, honestly, credit to our openers, Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul for standing their ground. And more than the runs they made, I was more impressed by the number of balls they faced. They did the dirty work. as, As I mentioned in the previous episode, Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul faced a grand total of almost 400 balls in that innings anil almost 400 balls combined that's I mean, insane
1: yeah exactly and plus uh, you know uh, the the way they the technique of their batting i mean they were not rushing into things okay they were really not rushing into things they were doing everything perfect okay they were seeing the new ball they were batting and you know I, and you mentioned i think uh, their run rate Okay, I mean, they were playing very slow. Their run rate, I think, was one point something. Okay, 1.92. Okay, it was the partnership run rate uh, of these two batsmen in the first innings. So that clearly shows it was, not, it. Uh, you know, a phase they did the dirty work and then they start playing their shots. I mean, we could, uh, you know, we even saw Rohit Sharma scoring 16 runs of uh, Sam Curran's over. So that really showed once you settled in, once you give the time to the bowlers, did the dirty work saw the uh, new ball swinging, then it was all, you know, I won't it was a cakewalk, but it was much easier to bat on.
0: Of course, but what I was very, very impressed by was just the amount of leaves. It, these two batsmen knew when to leave the ball, at what time because it is overcast conditions and that's when Jimmy Anderson is activated in full force. The yes, 39-year-old Swing bowler, swinging the ball in and out and Rahul, Rohit, both of them knew when to leave at the right time, when to play the shot at the right time, how to time the ball correctly when going for that boundary ball. So it was, it was batting masterclass at its best.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, KL Rahul went on to score 129. Okay, 129. Hats off. I know, Ashish, you're a big fan of KL Rahul. Okay, and uh, now even I'm a big fan. I was already, I already liked him in white ball cricket, but in red ball cricket, I was a little sceptical because of his technique, you know, because of his bat and pad. He, you know, confused about whether to leave balls or no. You made a very good point, actually. He was leaving all the balls which he thought, you know, he might nick. He was playing, he was his bat was close to his body. Okay, and uh, he was leaving everything. It was perfect. The, the head shape, you know, the head fall, his technique, everything was spot on. So playing his first, you know, his second test match after like almost two or three years, I mean, that that's called a comeback, right? So, Absolutely. And I uh, do you really think the uh, problems of India's opening is, you know, settled? I mean, Rohit Sharma scoring a brilliant 83. Okay. And uh, then this uh, by KL Rahul scoring a, a, a century. So I feel the opening problems are sorted. But I want to know your thoughts. What do you feel? Are the opening problems really sorted or do you think that India should tinker with the opening you know, pair right now?
0: Anand, I, you make an excellent point that these guys have finally gotten the groove of opening the innings. But what if tomorrow, and I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but what if tomorrow Rohit Sharma suffer, suffers a niggle or suffers an injury? Who comes in yeah. for Rohit Sharma? That's the opening problem. We have... Two excellent openers in the form of their lives, but honestly, I don't trust a Prithvi Shaw coming into open with Rahul. Or, as a matter of fact, I don't trust a Mayank Agarwal coming to open. Obviously, Mayank Agarwal and Rahul are best of buddies, but you also have to look at form. And I don't know whether I can trust a Shaw or an Agarwal to come and open with Rahul or open with Rohit. These two together are excellent. But the minute one of them loses touch, it's, it's back to square one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you put out a very good point. So I feel, you know, if India wins this series, okay, and if we are like, we are going to the third test match and we win it, like, if we won 4-0, something like that, okay, three, you know, three test matches is already, we have already won three test matches. Then I feel, you know, India can at least change a playing 11 and give a chance to, uh, you know, the other openers like Mayanka Garwal or Prithvi Shaw because even they getting some red ball cricket is much important. So, you know, if suppose, as you point out, Rohit Sharma or KL Rahul suffers an injury, at least you have got an informed red ball uh, player, you know, who can come in and at least get those crucial 60 to 70 runs.
0: No doubt, no doubt. But you in the previous or previous few episodes, I think this was two episodes ago, you mentioned Abhimanyu Iswaran. Yes. I would want to give Abhimanyu Iswaran a chance over maybe a Prithvisha or a Mayanka Garval in this case because if we are giving new talent a chance and the month of July has been a month for giving India caps, I think this is a great opportunity for young Iswaran to get, get a test call up as well. Yeah, true. I mean, you know, there's no harm in trying. You know, we can we can see what the young lad has to offer.
1: So, and plus we discussed his record. He's got a very good, uh, you know, opening average in the Shahid Mustakali to- Trophy and the Vijay Hazare Trophy. So, I think we can give him a, uh, give in, give him at least one or two matches. To
0: Absolutely. Prove
1: so now we have talked about the India's opening partnership. Now take, let's, let's talk about the middle order.
0: Oh, my favorite.
1: I, yes, I'm going to leave the Virat Kuli topic upon you, to you, and the topic of Rahane and Pujara will be to me.
0: Of course. So, so Anand, I have life. to ask you. Yes, yes, yes. Anand, you, you have been a Cheteshwar Pujara fan for a very long time. Every time we have debated India's middle order, you have backed Pujara at every single point of time. Yes. what is your opinion of the Pujara that you've seen in the previous Trent Bridge game and now this game? What are your feelings and what's going on with Pujara?
1: Okay, so his gritty 45 from 206 balls. Yes, yes, guys, y'all heard it right. 45 from 206 balls. I mean, that is one of his lowest, uh, you know, innings, I can say, but the crucial time in which he, he came in, okay, I mean, India lost three wickets, uh, like 55 for three, you know, stitched a partnership with the vice captain, Ajinkya here, you know, who scored 61. But, you know, I, I feel uh, the difference between, you know, the trend bridge and him was like, that time, uh, I feel India was not that in much of a pressure. But now when India needed him the most, he knew he had to give his best no matter what he had to change his techniques and even uh, the batting coach spoke to him okay before the game so we you know we saw glimpses of how the batting coach was giving him some tips or techniques you know he can do this he can do that he can leave he can play with a straight bat he wasn't the ball uh, the ball near off stump was giving him some problems and which you know because of that uh, his bat wasn't coming down straight so he made some slight adjustments over there yes he still has got a long way to go but I feel this is a very good sign for all the Pujara fans, including me, to see uh, a gritty knock and see like, okay, there's still something left. It, it was 45, there's five more runs, he would have gone got, got to a 50. But that 45, that crucial 45, that partnership with the vice captain, I'm stressing on that because, you know, if if it wasn't for that partnership, Okay, it wouldn't have been for Mohammad Shami and Jasprit Bumrah. The, the flourish which they gave in the end, it would have been. It wouldn't have been possible if that partnership wasn't there. So I feel, you know, uh, the partnership between both the senior pros of the Indian team, I would say now. Okay, why uh, they both have got and uh, numerous games under their belt. So yes, they are senior pros, and Rahane a crucial 61. You know, it was much needed for the vice captain. Uh, too much criticism going on. And you know people saying give us Surya Kumar Yadav a chance or, or something like that. So and and he he's got even got dropped. I mean we saw in 2018 where in South Africa when you know he was dropped in the first two tests, but in later on in the third test he came back. So even though he's the vice captain, there are threats of him being dropped. So I feel it's crucial 61. He's really stepped up, and I think he's shown a glimpse of form. He has to convert those starts. Both need to convert those starts, Pujara and.
0: Rahane into big hundreds. Absolutely. And Rahane has had a good history with the Lord's cricket ground. I mean, to that, that wonderful century in 2014, I think that's what really drove me into test test cricket. When I saw that partnership between Rahane and Bhuvi all those years back then. So yes, Rahane was inconsistent in the previous game. And even in the first innings of this game, when I saw the middle order of Kohli, Pujara and Rahane getting dismissed, I'm like, holy shit, this middle order sucks. But then, obviously, in the second innings, Pujara and Rahane more than made up for it. Kohli, not so much, Anand. yes, Let's yes. talk about Virat Kohli.
1: Okay, so, I mean, the off stump issue is still there, okay? We say it, it, it hasn't completely... You know, uh, uh, what's the word? I mean, it's not, it has not completely, it it hasn't been completely resolved. Okay. But uh, he's made improvements, but there's still, you know, uh, some things which he has to change. You know, we are clearly seeing he's playing the ball around the fifth term or the sixth term, which he clearly has to leave. But, you know, that's what causing him the nick. Even his dismissal, you know, which uh, I think uh, Sam Curran took, uh, in the lord's test match he was playing around the fourth or the fifth stump so those are the balls which he, he is supposed to leave okay and uh, there's no doubt about his form okay he's he scored a 42 in the first test match he was looking pretty good and even in the lords his 22 7 or 30 runs i guess okay he uh he he was showing he was hitting proper cover drive so his form is of no issue little bit of technique here and there and that happens to great players i feel uh, so let's just leave Virat Kohli two years of him not you know converting his starts into 100. I think we can ex- excuse him for the nine to eight years which he has given to us. So two years is is an excuse, versus which I think
0: absolutely. But I won't excuse him. I'm sorry. I am. I know. I, I, I know. I, I, I'm a critic of Virat Kohli, and in in the first innings at least, Virat Kohli made a substantial 42. But that ball by Ollie Robinson, that was that was a magic ball. That was. Virat Kohli getting dismissed by regular swinging balls, fine. He's gotten dismissed to Hazelwood in the past. He's gotten dismissed to guys like Dale Stane and Jimmy Anderson uh, in the previous test match. But that ball by Ollie Robinson, did you expect that ball to swing out like it did? Arnold? It was. I was no. mighty impressed. Obviously, I've backed Ollie Robinson since the beginning of this series, but this guy has just come out to... To really be a consistent wicket taker, even on a pitch that didn't offer that much for bowlers, obviously Anderson took a, took full advantage of of the tail and the middle order. Again, a five wicket, five wicket. Again, a five there. wicket haul. But Ollie Robinson was in top form. He bowled the most number of overs, and that wicket of Virat Kohli in the first innings was fantastic. Virat Kohli was on his way to make a half century, and no doubt he would have at least. Made a 50 with before getting dismissed, but that ball, Anand Chef's kiss, it was amazing.
1: Yes, yes. I mean, absolutely. And again, that delivery was to be left alone, not to play. I mean, you know, you see Virat Kohli playing those kind of deliveries, and you're like, no, you're not this kind of a person. You your caliber is something else. You 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 are supposed to leave those deliveries. We saw in 2018, his technique, his determination. I don't know. I don't know about others, but I feel there is little something of, okay, you know, that aggression is missing, you know, which it aura, which he brings into the field when he comes into the bat. You're like, yeah, I'm Virat Kohli. Okay, bow down to me. I think that is something missing. So, I mean, is it just me or everyone else? I don't know, but I, I really feel
0: uh, he has to improve on his technique more. Absolutely. More than technique, I think he just, he's he's a part of the Fab Four, and I think the best batsman in the Fab Four, Steve Smith, sh- gave us a perfect demonstration on how to leave balls when needed to be in the Ashes in 2019. If you remember that century that he made in, in, uh, in Edgbaston, if I'm not wrong, the first game of the Ashes where Smudge just left balls left, right, and center. There was Anderson, there was Broad bowling right to him, and steve smith was just like yeah i'm going to hit it only when i need to and got off the mark only after 32 balls if you remember
1: Yeah, so those are those are you know hallmark of great players and i'm pretty sure virat kohli is at his down but he will come back so let's just put aside the discussion of virat kohli the batsman and let's you know bring the topic of virat kohli the captain so Vashist, how impressed are you of Virat Kohli's captaincy on the scale of one to ten, and you know, please shed us some light on the reviews which he has taken and the and how many, how much have been, they have
0: been successful? So, of course, Virat Kohli, the captain, has I have always been like put him under the scanner. Maybe you should start looking for options, and that's why you've directed the question right to me after a monumental win. Yes, yes. So, thank you for that, Anand. But Virat Kohli as a captain can be one of the most crucial driving forces to India's victory on many occasions. India's Test Series win against Australia down under in 2018 and 19 was was in high credit to Virat Kohli's captaincy. Now, obviously, when the calls needed to be taken the whole conundrum with Mohamed Siraj and Rishabh Pant as to where to take the review or not, obviously that can be put under speculation as to whether the right call had been made, whether we won some reviews, we lost some reviews. So that, that that's a part of the game. It's happened It's happened with Joe Root and England's team as well. But I would, I would really put our victory down to individual performances and the newfound spirit of our tale rather than Virat Kohli's captaincy. Ra- KL Rahul's form is not a testament to K. Virat Kohli's captaincy or Jaspreet Bumrah and Mohammad Shami whacking the ball around is because of the batting coach's determination to get these tailenders to score some runs. So yes, Virat Kohli is an excellent captain, but this victory doesn't go to him. It goes to these guys who performed so well
1: yes yes absolutely i'm not disagreeing but you need to accept the fact that that is the aura of virat kohli i mean you know he's he has shown the way he's paved the way that india can win overseas okay his aggression his you know punk, like come on boys we can do it okay his aggression you know give it back to the opposition players but that is what has got gotten into all the other 10 players, we saw uh, you know, KL Rahul saying in the presentation, you go after one of us, the All-11 will come after you. That's never happened in Indian cricket. And that's because of Virat Kuri, that aggression which he brings in, that aura, he wears his heart on his sleeve. So, I mean, you can credit, you know, I mean, but obviously it's because of the individual performances that India has won. But you got to give the factor, uh, uh, some sort of credit to the captain too, because, you know, that environment which he creates is because, of that environment in which the team performs and wins. So, I feel, you know, Virat Kohli needs to get some credit over here, Vashist, okay, as usual, you being the critic and I'm being the praiser. And uh, I love stats, so I'm going to put out one stat over here. Virat Kohli has surpassed Clive Lloyd as the most successful test captain. He's on number four, okay. The number one is Graeme Smith with 53 test wins. So, and Virat Kohli is on 38, so... And, you know, he's played only 63 matches as captain. So, you know, he's, he's still got a long way to go. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be the most successful test captain, not only for India, but all around the globe.
0: I honestly hope so that's the case. Because Virat Kohli is, is, is that aggressive leader and... When I, when I was talking about a fired up Mohamed Siraj in the previous episode, that goes down to the encouragement yes. of Virat Kohli. When yes. I saw Bumrah getting into the face of Joss Butler in the second innings, that does have a lot of Virat Kohli's footprints on it. So no doubt, when your tail is fired up and whacking the best bowlers left, right and center, you know that Virat Kohli has had a word with these guys and told them that if they are bothering you, you bother them right back.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw, you you know, you actually pointed out very well in the last episode also. You said, um, fired up uh, Mohamed Siraj is going to be a thorn in the flesh for England. And that's what happened. He took eight wickets for 100 100 plus runs in the whole match. Isn't that incredible? His father would be so proud of him wherever he is today. You know, he's watching him from the sky and be like, yes, that's my son. He's making me proud okay and you know Mohammad siraj is a very very improved bowler i've seen him you know i've seen him in, i've seen him since like 2017 17 or 16 you know he used to leak runs in ipl and i was like what kind of a shit bowler he is but i must say he's turned a critic into a fan into an admirer and i you know and trust me without mohammed siraj in test cricket i think india cannot go further i mean Vashesh, you have to agree with me. We have found the replacement of Bhuvaneshwar Kumar. I'm sorry, but Bhuvaneshwar Kumar doors have been closed in test cricket. It has to be Mohamed
0: Siraj now. I, I don't know about whether Bhuvie's doors have been closed or not because Bhuvie is a special talent on his own merit. So maybe we could use both bowlers in the same team because again, Bhuvi's replacement is Ishan Sharman a lot of ways because they're both swing bowlers. Mohamed Siraj is he he does both swing and seam the ball. But since he excelled in Australian conditions, as well as took wickets in India, he is also a seam bowler. So he could he's integral to the Indian team. But obviously, we can't, we can't speculate for replacements at the moment. Someone who I might want to see replaced before the next game, the next batsman I want to talk about is Ravindra Jadeja. Anand, you know that I'm a huge Jadu fan. One of my yes. favorite players. I said it in the first episode. I'll say it again. But he did make a 40 in the first innings. But I, for some reason, I wasn't impressed by his all-round performance in this match. I'm sorry. Okay. Can you give me two reasons for that? Two reasons. Okay. First reason, his bowling. Um, As, as, as someone who's, there's no spin on the pitch. Someone who should have taken up more overs and sort of balanced the workload of the fast bowlers, I think. Jaddu didn't really pitch in there of course he in in the second um, in the first innings he he bowled 22 overs with only one maiden did not leak too many runs at a very very good economy but i don't think he was bowling like the jaddu that usually bowled and is there for the team and i think in this case ashwin would have been a better option
1: Okay, I mean you make a very interesting point. I I, I will support you on that. But you know, uh, as I said, Jadeja is a straight bowler. He does not he does not spin the ball. You know he you will find him uh, difficult to play only when the pitch is turning. And you know, when he was bowling, the pitch wasn't turning that much. Okay, we saw Moyen Ali getting turned uh, at least on the fourth and the fifth day. So before that, there was nothing for him. So you, uh, yes, you can uh, put the blame on Jadeja, but I feel it depends upon the captain. You know, if he wants to throw the ball to Jadeja, he must have thought, you know, it's more of a fast bowler's pitch. That's why we, we did not have a single spinner. So I feel, uh, yes, Jadeja could have bowled at least five to six overs more, but trust me, there was hardly anything for him f- from the pitch because it wasn't really turning. It, you know, it started turning only after, like, you know, uh, fourth after the fourth lunch session so before that there was hardly anything for a spinner and that also happened because of the footmarks created by the fast bowlers but that's why mohan ali was
0: getting the turn and that's why i think he picked up two or three wickets absolutely and jadeja obviously the pitch didn't favor jadeja but you know what bowlers tend to do when yes. it's not a pitch when it's not a spin conducive pitch guys like Uh, guys like Washington Sundar have done this in Australia guys like Ravi Chandra and Ashwin have been doing it for almost eight to nine years and that's flight the ball give the ball more bounce create that that height create that illusion of spin when it's not actually going to spin and that's and you have batsmen at silly point you have sorry you have fielders at silly point you have fielders in the slips and it would have led to at least one or two wickets in the entire match and Jadeja just didn't try and I don't know why that's the case.
1: I mean, you you can say that, but I think that's debatable. And I really feel Virat Kohli would not make any changes because, you know, for the third test match, he's got a perfect playing 11. Okay, except for Shadul Tagul, but now even Mohamed Shami and Bumrah are, you know, batting. So, I feel there will be no changes. So we we yeah.
0: won't need a Shardul Thakur, I promise you yeah. that. Although <laughs> me being a a Lord Shardul fan, I was disappointed that the Lord didn't play at Lords, but yeah, it's fine. He doesn't. So with so with yeah, this we, kind of tale we have, yeah, we are
1: talking about Lords. So let's just talk about Lord Shami and Lord Bumrah. Okay, their partnership. Vashish, give us some insights about that partnership. How did you enjoy that partnership? What was your reaction when you saw Mohamed Shami scoring a fifty?
0: so a few days ago on instagram i replied to one of your stories saying that in the next test match expect a bumrah 50 yes and i was i was looking forward to that when i saw these guys come onto the pitch i was like oh god we are 190 was it uh, for for seven uh, ravindra jadeja got out to uh, Moinali, the previous day. So, the two batsmen that were left for Rishabh Panth and Ravindra Jade uh, and Ishan Sharma. I'm sorry. And we saw Pant getting dismissed. We got Ishan Sharma getting dismissed. And we just had Mohammad Shami and Jaspreet Bumrah. Ishan Sharma got the party started with two fours. And those were two excellent fours. I just have to mention that. And then we saw the Shami and Bumrah show where it was just hitting the ball left, right, and center. But more importantly, this was the first time in a very long time that I've seen James Anderson bowl shot. When have you seen that bo- that before? When have you seen Mark Wood bowl shot? Of course, Mark Wood being a limited overs bowler has done that in white ball cricket, but never in red ball. It Bowlers looked very desperate. And rather than the the realistic approach of bringing your fielders closer to the, to the to the to where the batsmen are batting they were just spread out onto all parts of the field and still couldn't contain the number of boundaries that these guys were hitting singles were being taken left right and center and they were looking for a wicket looking for a wicket but couldn't dismiss your 10 and 11 are you kidding me this is this is not the english bowlers that we are fans of
1: yeah i mean exactly the england captain had six fielders for a bowler okay actually for a batsman actually who averages 3 in test cricket so you can imagine that and and not only you know, not only really this i mean you know it is said when you know tail enders come to bat you, you you really don't know what to bowl to them because you know when a proper batsman comes you know what is his strength what are his weaknesses you bowl in the right areas but when a tail tailender comes you, you really don't know because he hardly gets uh, to bat and they've not done the analysis so you go short you 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 know uh, the bowlers are you know vary of the length, the line and length is disturbed. They are confused, and you know they try to get under your skin, and that's what happened. Actually, we saw even like you know uh, Butler or and or Anderson actually both getting under the skin of Jasprit Bumrah because you know they, they they were unable to get wickets of these two, and that was really really frustrating them. So yeah, you know, when does come to bat, the uh, the bowlers just get bamboozled. They they really don't know what to do, and yeah, and uh, Bringing out one more stat, guys. Bumrah and Shami broke our 39-year-old record. Yes, a 39-year-old record. And that record was the highest ninth-wicket partnership for India at Lords. The best was between Kapil Dev and Madan Lal in 1982, which was 66. And they both put on 89 for the ninth-wicket. So, I mean... Uh, the tail has really, really improved. I must say, 54. Mohammad Shami he bought up his fit with a gigantic six over over wicket with a 92 meter, you know,
0: 92 meter distance, and that was so fun to watch. versus. So Absolutely, Shami just put on an excellent show. Uh, he had the best strike rate of all the batsmen in the entire team. So that was a very fun thing to watch out for. Bumrah, he was excellent in the previous game with the bat as well, with a mighty 28, and now he surpassed that with a 34, which is his highest test score. Anand, I want to see a Bumrah 50 in the next game. Yeah. This is my prediction. I, The next game is being played um at headingley and i want to see the heroics of jaspreet bumrah once again shami as well i would love to see him tonk the ball as well but wow just i think the most impressive i've i've seen a tail ever bat i obviously i have i have mentioned this before obviously during the world test championship final that new zealand have the best batting tail in the world right now but india is coming up there
1: yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we are seeing them give, putting a lot of effort. And, uh, you know, I uh, cracked a joke in the previous episode that the photo of Jaspreet Buma bowling with his batting pads on, you know, that's what gave him runs. And I think that is that is really what is giving him runs. 28 before and 34 right now in Mohamed is, I think he's just rubbing his influence on himself. So I'm, I'm really absolutely. happy seeing the tail end. I either added 89, that was really, really so crucial. And, you know, after they came into bat, everyone was standing at the lodge, you know, lodge door, okay, the hallway to greet them. I think that even pumped them up to, you know, give give the 200% while bowling. And that's why, you know, uh, Bumrah got three wickets. Shami, I think, got one or two wickets. And Dresh, uh, Mohamed Siraj.
0: Absolutely. And Ishan Sharma bowled well too in that. Yeah. yeah, I think it was a very, it was an excellent combined effort. I think it's cricket is a momentum game. So once you're riding on on a high momentum, you are you're pumped up, you're scoring well with a bat, you ball in hand, you're just gonna come in there and take wickets. And that's exactly what Bumrah did in the 15 overs that he bowled. And not just that, he took the crucial wicket of Joe Root in the second innings, Anand. And yeah, that's yeah, the I wicket can... we were all looking forward to. <laughs> I mean, we'll come to the
1: Joe Root topic later, but I would bring out some stats once again. You know, we have got the best pace bowling battery we ever had. Okay, we always had spinners. Okay, we always we were known we were on a spin. Uh, you know, spinners. We were a nation knowing known for spinners. But now under Virat Kohli, under his guidance, we've got excellent. You know, pacers, and uh, we can take 20 wickets. Every match, every match we're taking 20 wickets and that is so good to watch. It's You know, uh, since 2016, I would say, a pace bowling has really, really improved. And, you know, the most test wickets for India by Indian pacers actually in 2021 is none other than mohammed Siraj. He's taken 22 wickets. Second is Jaspreet Bumrah, 19. Number three is Ishan Sharman, 14 wickets. Number four, mohammed Shami. And your favourite, Vashisht Sardul Thakur with 11 wickets. So the pace bowling battery of India is just getting stronger and stronger, going by strength to strength. They are hunting in a pack, okay, just the way wolves attack their you know prey. They are hunting in a pack. They are they are coming together. They are putting all their force, putting their two hundred percent. Even if one of them is not you know getting wickets, the other three will give their two hundred percent and get wickets for India.
0: Absolutely. The only thing I'm worried about is the next series after the England series in the World Test Championship is in India. And the Pacers will have to take a backseat for the likes of Ashwin, Jaddu, Akshar and Washi to dominate the wickets board yet again.
1: I mean, you know, that that's, that's fine, actually, you know, where... One one uh, pack is hunting outside India. The other pack is hunting in India. So I feel Virat Kohli is quite happy as a Test captain. I, I feel this is the best Test team we have ever had. I feel
0: absolutely. And we Anand, we spoke about ten out of the eleven players India had. We missed out on one player, and the player that we both were looking forward to seeing this entire series. And his name is Rishabh Pant. What yeah, happened, I- Anand?
1: I don't know. I think because of COVID, he is a little out of form, but it's fine. You know, he he's still the uh, he's still at number two for the most test runs for India in twenty twenty one. He scored five eighty five. So I feel it's fine. It's just a matter of few innings. He'll he'll get back to form. So it's it's nothing. You know that Rishabh Khan can't do. And plus, we have seen in the initial months of twenty twenty one and the late months of twenty twenty that he's in great touch. He's doing things not only for india but also for his uh, ipl franchise delhi capital so it's fine i mean one two bad matches doesn't mean you are out of form man it's it's just that he's getting good starts he's just not able to convert them i feel he will do that
0: and so, he made a mighty 37 in yeah. the first innings and yeah. i don't I, I i don't discount that 37 because it did take india over the line to a mammoth 364 uh, and his partnership with Jaddu was very important as well. So no doubt, Drishabh Pant, I do expect him to come back in the, in the heading league game and hopefully we get at least a half century or even a hundred. I would love to see a hundred from him. It's sure. It's been about time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's been two or three months since I think his last test century also came against England only in Ahmedabad okay and that was that ruthless batting the way he you know what to say hit james anderson over just over the wicket keeper that was incredible to watch so i feel he'll he'll come back to form it's just this a matter this guy
0: of time. he's an unreal talent and yeah. he is going to come back i i don't think he should be taken out of the squad not at all this guy is a mainstay and he is going to come back with tons of more runs
1: true true agreed agreed i mean you know talking about runs so let's not talk about joe root the england captain i mean persist 180 in the first innings not out that also okay not out 109 in the second innings of the first test match and a 64 in the first innings of the first test match this man really loves to bat against india really really loves to bat against india i mean he made his debut in Nagpur in india i mean I, I think in the previous episode also, I put out some facts and figures that he hasn't scored big okay, before the first test match. And there, next match is against India. He's, he's up and ready. You know, I think... Yeah. I, I feel, you know, uh, has crossed 9,000 runs, you know, test runs. He's just number two to Alistair Cook, who's at 12,000. He's also another legend. He also crossed the most international runs for England in all formats. So... This man is the Virat Kohli of England, I feel.
0: More than that, Anand, this guy made batting look easy. It's, yeah. It, like, I could see, even though Rahane and Pujara made that monumental partnership, which saved us the game on the on day four, but they were looking a little tentative as well. But Joe yeah. Root at number four just... He was calm, cool, collected, hitting the ball when needed to, and just drove the ball. His cover drives were classy. His oh. defensive, his defensive stroke play was chef's kiss, was amazing, and he managed to hold one end of the crease while guys like Johnny Bearstoke can score, while guys while guys like Rory Burns can score. So. I think Joe Root did a fabulous job both as captain as well as batsman.
1: Yeah, I mean, his test record since 2020, he scored 1,693 runs at an average of 58.37 and his highest to be 228. The numbers speak for himself. So, Joe Root
0: is an excellent yeah, he, player.
1: He's an incredible form and, uh, you know, you know let's talk about, talk about England now. You know, versus, I feel, we uh, you know... Uh, India, you know, they performed collectively, but I feel there are a lot of worries for the England Test team. Okay, their white ball team is excellent, but their England red ball team is, you know, all sorts of trouble. It's just a two-man, two-man team. I feel because in the batting department is Joe Root, and in the bowling department is James Anderson. Okay, absolutely. And I feel the others are just, you know, coming to the field, touching the ground, and going back. And yes, Ollie Robinsons, Ollie Robinson won, you know. His one two wickets here and there, but it's not really helping you. It's James Anderson is more of a consistent performer in the bowling department and Joe Root in the batting department. I mean Dobbs, Sibley, Zach Crawley, your favorite Haseeb Hamid. Okay. I Which wanted to important. talk
0: about that. I yeah. wanted to bring that up with you, Anand. I know I spoke very highly well, well, of duck. Haseeb Hamid. I wanted him to be there in the first match. He was not there, he came in, in the in the Lord's test for his comeback match and just, he just failed. He, he, he got out, got golden duck to Mohamed Siraj in the first innings, scored a very shabby nine facing 45 balls and then got out a, a very, very, like, it was a slow ball by Shan Sharma. I was 119 clicks. It was nothing, but it was still plumb LBW. And I don't know this guy. I had the world of expectations from him. He is a career opener, Um, in whether it's for his county side, whether it was for that combined county 11 versus India uh, a few weeks ago before the series. He is a career opener. He opens the innings. And if you're going to put him in a position where he is not comfortable batting, because number three is a very difficult spot to be in because of the pressure that you have to hold one side of the Hold one end for the first couple of overs. And if your openers are not going to perform, which Burns and Sibley aren't your optimal performers, you are going to be under a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I feel Haseev Ami should have opened and uh, Dom Sibley could have played at number three. But trust me, it's. Even even experienced players like Johnny Barresto and Josh Butler aren't helping. It's not even like, you know, the opening, uh, opening and the number three are tentative tentative. It is even the middle order, the number five and the number six. Okay, Johnny Beresto, who's a and Josh Butler who are great white ball players. Okay, I mean, exceptional in that format, but they're really struggling to keep uh, keep their name in the side. Okay, I mean, yes, even Johnny Berresto scored a 57 in the uh, I feel you know, in the at uh, the first test match, or if I'm not wrong, but that's not really not helping. He he scored that uh, fifty after nineteen innings, so he's really not consistent. And Josh Butler, I mean his his numbers uh, for a batsman with his caliber that's really very low. I feel he's got only I think two or four two uh, hundreds or four four fifties, if I'm not wrong. But though he hold one end in the second innings, but he's really not stepped up. And that you know that really shows how much they are missing Ben Stokes versus, okay? True, true. Yeah, not only for his bowling but for his batting. You knew that if Ben Stokes was there, he was a glue in the middle order. So four, five, six, seven is all sorted. And no doubt, Ben Stokes is so so vital. I am a big fan. You are a big fan of Ben Stokes. I mean, it's really really hurting England. They have to make a lot of changes, or I don't know they. The coach, Chris Silverwood, has to put something into the minds of the other nine to eight players. I mean, do something. It's not dependent on Ollie Robinson. Okay, I mean, he's tipping Ollie Robinson or James Anderson or Joe Root. Uh, y'all, are, y'all guys are also a team. So, I feel England has got a lot to worry about more than India.
0: No doubt. and. You brought up Joss Butler. Anand, are you sure it was Joss Butler that was playing or just a man wearing a Joss Butler mask walking out to play? Because the Joss Butler that I know just drives the ball all over the field. He's he's one of the best batsmen I've seen, whether it's for coming in at number four for Rajasthan Royals or whether it's opening the innings. In England's T20 team, I think I've never seen a better T20 batsman than Joss Butler. I know David Milan is ranked number one, but David Milan does not come even close to Butler's T20 technique and T20 form. So, I don't know who this guy is and why has he not been able to time the ball correctly. This is this is not the Joss Butler, I know. And same applies to Johnny Bairstow, who's probably been England's best opener after James Vince. So... I don't know what's going on. England really misses the presence of Sir Alistair Cook and are trying to find that opening bat. And Rory Burns and Sibley just don't cut it anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're really struggling. I mean, it's just they're coming and they're going. I feel instead, I feel they should just let Joe Root open the inning straight away and, and let the openers, you know, fa- you know, save their face. And that that's that's really bad for, I really feel bad. I mean, just imagine Alistair Cook opening. You are in the middle order, I've got Joe Root. Then in the lower middle order, we've got Ben Stokes. So you've got the three glues for each important position. So you don't have to worry about and Others can you know, uh, rotate around them, but that's not happening. You, you don't have one glue. You actually don't have two glues. Alistair Cook is not there. He's retired. And Ben Stokes has you know w- uh, withdrawn himself from the series. It's it just left Joe Root and James Anderson.
0: Right, and I mean, brought to come in for the next game, so that's at least one positive sign. See, the England bowlers did a pretty good job. Okay, I mean, I'm not
1: criticizing the bowlers. I'm just criticizing the batsman because the bowlers did a decent job of getting India all out. I mean, uh, Ollie Robinson did well. I feel okay, and uh, even Mark Wood. I mean, he he picked up three to four wickets in the in the second innings of India, so he's doing pretty well also. So they're doing a decent job with the ball. I would say with you know James Anderson leading the attack. But the, the batsmen are really struggling. And, and you know, that's actually putting a lot of pressure on the bowlers because you're not giving them enough time or enough, uh, you know, enough time or game, game vacation, you know, they need between two innings. Okay, because if you're getting all out early, if your regular batsmen are getting out early, your bowlers after, you know, bowling long, long spells like 10, 15, 20 overs have to come into bat and that wears them down even more for the second innings. So, and that really cycles down and it puts the morale of the whole team down. So the form of the batsman in test cricket is very, very crucial, I feel.
0: Absolutely. And you, you're you completely right about the absence of Ben Stokes that's being felt. And there is, after watching this game, I've come to realize there's no viable replacement for him. I thought, okay, you know what? Sam Curran's an all-rounder. He has shown that he can perform with ball and bat. But I didn't see Sam Curran take any wickets in the first innings. and And even in the previous Trent Bridge game, he took no wickets. And then in the second innings, he takes the one wicket we all were dreading. And that's the the Virat Kohli wicket that he took. But otherwise, I don't think Sam Curran has been as good a bowler as we've seen him previously. So that's a little surprising.
1: He's still pretty Mm -hmm. young, actually. He still has to learn. Okay, so I mean, okay, you can give him one, two bad games, but... Ben Stokes is much more experienced, so you can't compare bench Stokes with you know Sam or uh, Sam Curran or even Ollie Robinson because Ollie Robinson is himself uh, struggling, struggling to keep his name in the side. So Ollie Robinson and Sam Curran even combined cannot replace bench Stokes.
0: no doubt. And another all-rounder that I want to talk about a guy who's brought in for this game, Moin Ali. I I'm a huge Moin Ali fan. He's performed so well for CSK a few months ago in April. Um, when he was when he was scoring those half centuries and taking wickets at the same time, I thought Moenali looks to be a man in form, and he did hit the ball around with a decent twenty-seven in the first innings. But I didn't see much of him doing a, a lot with the bat in the second innings. So I was a little like, "What's going on with Moenali? Why isn't he doing what he did in India?" And on raging turners, this guy scored a forty-two from just thirteen balls. This guy was just whacking it in a test match in India just a few months ago, and now we're not seeing that. So where's that, Moin Ali? Where's that, Sam Curran?
1: See, you know, you, you have to see that in England, uh, even though you're an English player, the the ball revolves, okay? It does not stop swinging. Even after 30 to 40 hours, there's some amount of swing or some if there's help from the pitch, the ball keeps swinging. So there's a lot more pressure. I mean, you can still play the Turners in Chennai or... Uh, or in Chennai or Vishaka for that matter. But a swinging condition is much difficult to play than a turning condition. This is what I feel. And, you know, when all your other batsmen have failed, your regular batsmen have failed to score, you, you, you expect Moen Ali to contribute with the bat. I think that's a little harsh on him, too. He did really well with the ball, okay, for England. He really proved his worth, uh, you know, why he should be in the side, especially for the ball. But the bat, I mean, he he does not even have an actually fixed position a uh, few one two years back he was opening for england in test cricket he was legit opening for te- uh, for what? england in test cricket why Dude, have i, I not- missed
0: this game what <laughs> i am not even kidding do i am not this- even kidding so he- was this was this against was this against a big team or was this just against like a zimbabwe or a namibia or something
1: no 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 it it was i think against new zealand or something like that i don't really really remember the opposition but you know, he he really opened the innings for England in Test cricket. So, oh my you, God!
0: Yeah, yeah, he does not have a fixed position. Where do you play him? That just goes down to how England have been having an openers problem ever since Cook retired. Yeah, and that is since
1: 2018. That that uh, Cook's last series, last series was against India. So I think that it's been almost three years. They haven't found oh. a you
0: a, know a, a, a proper opening replacement for Alistair Cook. Oh my god. Oh my god. Lord, Lord save England's cricket team at this point. I mean
1: Lords can't save because Lords has been conquered by India.
0: Oh my god, Anand. <laughs> but that was good. Lord was injured and couldn't play the test match. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Now you're winning the fun. <laughs> but but seriously, I feel uh Moen Ali with the ball did really well, but with the bat, you give him a fixed position. Actually, his uh, his position in the side is also also not fixed. Leave the batting position. He came in only because I feel uh, they wanted a, a spinner uh, or actually a replacement of Stuart Broad. I mean, uh, instead of when Ben Stokes plays, see, everything revolves around Ben Stokes versus. He's not Absolutely. there. Ben Stokes is
0: your be all and end all of the England cricket team. And yeah, as as much as it pains me to say this, I I want Ben Stokes back right now. So at least we get a competitive sort of like India faces real competition and misses the likes of Hardik Pandya because we don't miss Hardik Pandya. We don't miss. A bowling or batting all-rounder at this point because we have a well-balanced team, but once they we see an all-rounder, the opposition's team, it's going to intimidate us and we're going to start questioning our choices. So right now, England is not giving us anything to question. We are going to come into the next game with the same form and the same team and I would like to make a little tweak to my prediction. I think we're going to win the next couple of games. Okay,
1: okay, okay. That is interesting, because I was going to Pesto you throughout the series. like, you said India is going to lose. You said India is going to lose. I was like, India is going to win. India is going to win. But, but I, that,
0: I'm but honestly surprised at what's going on. And with the removal of Ben Stokes, Archer not bowling, Broad missing the most important game of the series, which is the Lord's Test traditionally. So it, it, it is... No doubt a weakened side with these key players not being there. But still, you still have the same people who are going to open. Even when England go down south to the ashes, you're still going to have Rory, Burns and Dom Sibley open, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I mean, plus, you know, uh, it, it is not 11 versus 11. It is 11 versus 3. And not even 3, 2.5, I would say. Okay, Ollie Robinson pitching in here and there with few wickets, so that is half. I would count James Anderson and Joe Root. It's Team India's eleven versus Joe Root and James Anderson. So it's it's not even a proper eleven, I would say.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see that. I I, I don't see England coming back from this strong. All I want is England not to lose hope in uh, my boy Hamid and. You probably promote him up the order and get rid of Burns. Please get rid of Burns.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, but you know, I feel uh, in England will fight much harder with the bat. Okay, they're uh, especially the openers because I feel they like they've got a ten day break right now. They they uh, the coach is going to work hard on them. He's going to put something in their brains. He's going to drill something into their brains and be like, you have to perform no matter what, or you're getting dropped. Oh. Alleged getting dropped, but you don't have any other options also. And, you know, and plus Kevin Peterson recently just tweeted that it's uh, England's county cricket that has to be blamed. I mean, I don't know what's the reason. I think they're not producing good quality players, but we can see that at international level, right? They're not they are not, they're not being able to, they're just facing maximum of 1-0 and getting out. That's not what you want from a test opener. Absolutely
0: England really needs to work on their opening. they need to work on their middle order. you can't just rely on Ben Stokes. you maybe bring back an Ollie Pope he was he was a decent batsman. he's ha- he's had a couple of century centuries up his sleeve. Um, okay, maybe Dan Lawrence maybe he can he can stay on the bench for a while but you have Zach Crawley. he's he's had a 264 against Pakistan. Maybe he was having an off time, and now you can bring him back as your number three. So England have a few options here and there. We just have to see what they're going to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. I hope you know we face a much tougher competition, but we still win. Okay, Absolutely. because. Who, 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 we would like a good competition, but we do. But we still want to win. I mean, the Lords game was also a stiff competition, okay. But uh, it was really Joe Root and James Anderson, okay. It it was hardly the whole England team. Then the, the rest of us just trying to get underneath our skin. So, that was their part, I guess. That's what the part, uh, the role was assigned by the captain. You go under the skin, I will perform.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, so, but- about that, about getting into each other's skin... Anand, tell me a little bit about the conflicts that you saw among these people, among among Siraj and Butler and Umrah and and Anderson especially. So what was going on on the field? So
1: it and, you know, uh, when it comes to conflicts or, you know, when it comes to the some wordings, how can you discard Virat Kohli? Okay, so Virat Kohli was also there. You forgot to mention his name. It was between him, James Anderson, and Ollie Robinson. So, uh, Virat Kohli missed playing a cover drive, and uh, that guy was laughing at him and was telling him, was mocking him for missing a cover drive. Virat Kohli, then, in the second innings, when Ollie Robinson caught him for a six or a nine, then he says, This man comes and mocks me when I miss a cover drive. He himself is struggling to keep a name in his side. So, that's how Virat Kohli gives it back, guys okay he might oh, not my. be informed but he knows how to give it back so so yeah that was one and the other uh, it was between james anderson and virat kohli the two greats as usual so uh, james anderson was saying this is my backyard and uh, virat kohli was like this is not your bloody brag backyard i know he said something instead of bloody i can't use it on podcast but everyone gets the gist so yeah this is what happened oh, and you know, uh, I'll I'll talk about Mohammed Siraj also because uh they were throwing and even you know what happened with K. L. Rahul, you know, those champagne cocks, you know, which are there on top of the champagne, it, they were being thrown at Siraj, uh racist comments were so being made, okay, and even uh on KL Rahul. So that's why the celebration, and that's why, you know, uh all those wickets that's why we saw fired up mohammed siraj i'm pretty sure he's going to win the man of the series for india I mean, he's course. going to take wickets he's going to sh- continue his aggression i have seen his passion for the game his love for his country so yeah th- this is this is all what happened in the middle and uh, you know the anderson versus bumrah actually so bumrah you know uh, in the first inning so was pestering james anderson with short balls and James Anderson, yes, he's a bit, I would say he's a bit old. So he's 39, he's a bit grumpy. He becomes, you know, they say people get grumpy when they grow old. So I right, think that's, right. what, that's what happened with James Anderson. He was getting irritated because he was getting the taste of his own medicine. He was being pestered with short deliveries. So you asked a question, why was he delivering short deliveries? This was the reason he was delivering short, you know, he was bowling short deliveries. So you know he was he was very annoyed with Bumrah who was pressuring with short balls hitting on the bound you know on his body he wasn't liking it and you know once he got out he you know he just said something to Bumrah and you know Bumrah just laughed it off but it was clearly seen on James Anderson's face that he wasn't really joking so yeah this is this a lot happened and then Bumrah and Butler something I think about the light or something that you know uh, they're purposely poking him I think that's what
0: happened. And that's obviously a part of the game. When you're gonna yeah. play test cricket, you're gonna expect a lot of banter, a lot of people just getting into your face. We saw this in the Sydney test and the GABA test this yeah. past or uh, the, the, the past couple of months ago in Australia. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of that, but once you face a team under the captaincy of Virat Kohli, I think you're gonna get that aggression back and 10 times more. See.
1: That's what I said. You know what KL Rahul said. I'm repeating again. You come after one of us, all eleven will come after you. Okay. So you. So this is what happens. And you know, uh, whatever happens on the field, stay or stays on the field. Okay. They are not enemies, guys. They are just a friendly banter, or that's the passion for the game for, from both the ends. Okay. It's not like you are wrong, I am wrong. You are right, I am right. It's just the passion for both the sides. Everyone wants to win. Okay, it's a competitive world. It's a competitive game. So what happens on the field just stays on the field. There is no rivalry between any two people. We we have even seen, you know, uh, we have even seen uh, Steve Smith versus Virat Kohli, and you know that, that 2017 series in, during March, okay, where Maxwell was mocking Virat Kohli because he was injured. So all these things happen. Virat Kohli, you know, saying statements, uh, you know, in the press conference that Australian players will not be his friends. But again, in 2019. He was the same guy who told the Indian crowd during the World Cup not to boost Steve Smith. So what happens? It happens in the heat of moment. It stays, it stays on the ground. There's no hatred between any players. It's just the passion for the game. And that's what, as cricket
0: fans, we all love it. Absolutely. Josh Butler might be a little miffed now, but hopefully <laughs> in the next in, in the next month when the IPL starts, he's all buddy buddy with our good old yeah. Sanju Samson. Playing for the mm-hmm. Rajasthan Royals, of course. Sam Curran and Moin Ali will be joining Ravi CSK. Jadeja in the CSK camp. So we're gonna get a lot of we're gonna get a lot of team ups happening next month. I'm excited for the next couple of Test matches, the next three matches. I'm also excited for the IPL next month, Anand. I know you're a huge CSK fan, so you've seen a lot of the CSK players perform well. So yeah, I mean, it's it's
1: just going to be exciting. You know, next couple like at least 2 to 3 months full of cricket you know we we your lovely hosts varish Chhabriya and anand samat we we both will you know get, give you regular updates we'll come up with quizzes we'll come up with perfect q and as so be rest assured stay tuned on our podcast and uh, this is signing out signing off varish Chhabriya, anand Samad. i hope you enjoyed stay safe get vaccinated wear a mask and do follow us on instagram